Greetings, adventures, and welcome to GNGGCast. Welcome, everyone, to Good Night and Good Game, your geek news roundup for the week that was. I'm your host, James, and with me this week, as always, is my co-host, Hector. Hello. And this week on the show, after the news, we are going to deep dive into all the Blizzard headlines from the last two weeks. Before we start, don't forget that you can head over to goodnight.gg, where as a patron of our show, you can suggest topics for us to talk about. Hey, guess what, y'all? We have finished our PT episode, and that will be going up shortly. And uh, we'd love a new topic for us to talk about, so let us know. Mm-hmm. With all that out of the way, it's time for the Prelude. Prelude. All right, this is the prelude. This is what we've been doing ourselves this week, what we've been playing, what we've been watching, what's been occupying our free time. We're so bad at this. It's been, we've, been, yep. we've been gone for a couple weeks. How do we do a podcast anymore? <laughs> okay, this is what we've been doing ourselves this week. Hector, give us some good stuff. Uh, let's see. Um, I'll talk about uh, a couple things on my end. Um, we've seen a bunch of movies that uh, like together we that, that we should uh, probably talk about since the last time we did specifically this, which was before for New Year's because yeah. we that's known. the last time we'd done like a the catching up with us shit. section. Yeah. yeah. Oh man. Um, I want to talk about two indie games that I played. It was literally the studio's first game. Um, the first is called Forged in Shadow Torch, or literally Fist, mm-hmm. um, is the acronym the game goes by. It is about a bunch of anthropomorphized animals in a very cyberpunk uh, setting. Not post-apocalyptic, but pretty dystopian mm-hmm. Um where basically you have organic things like rabbits and rats and cats and yaks and yeah, yaks, um, all just walking around on their hind legs and having jobs like mechanic and artist and mm-hmm. like the guy, the, the red panda who runs the ramen shop. Oh, that's fantastic. Um, but it is a Metroidvania with a really, really deep combat system. Think Dante from Devil May Cry. You really? have three different weapons. And you have three different weapons with very, very different play styles, and you can switch between them mid-combo, mid-hit. And there is just a lot of depth there, and most of the tree is filled out by unlocking new um, attacks with these weapons, so you can really like get your skill going. Yep. At very, very, very cool game. Can't recommend it enough. I've finished it in probably two or three days. Um, that one's on Steam. You can get it at any time. Um, it might be on sale right now. You said this is an indie developer? Yes, indie developer. Um, uh, I believe they are a uh, yeah, small Chinese developer. Okay. They had, a, I think, like a little bit of Tencent money, but it was it's not like a Tencent studio. Right, right. Okay. Um, the second one was a game called Gunk. This one is on um, Game Pass. Uh, I think, no, it is The Gunk. And... Uh, this one is a little bit rougher, um, uh, more of an indie studio, but a very, very sweet and charming game about these two young women who are out in their spaceship and are basically um, out looking for sources of energy to bring back home to sell for money because that's what they do. They are space energy harvesters. And they find this planet that is completely overrun with all of this gunk. And when they start to clean it up, they notice nature and like everything returns and the, like the wildlife returns. And I don't know. It's just it's a very chill game. Maybe like five, six hours total. Love that. Yeah. Easy to play on a weekend. Easy to drop in an entire day if you just like go through it. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's anything that I left behind in my playthrough. And I played it for like three days and like two uh, two hour sittings. Mm-hmm. Um Super charming, amazing dialogue, really great writing, and um, very 
solidly made game mechanics. Now, think like if uh, the water cannon from uh, Super Mario Sunshine worked in reverse mm -hmm. and you just scooped up water, like just sucked it into your arm, right. that's how this would work. Um, so there's that. There's a lot of puzzles that involve it. Very few enemies to fight. The game really isn't about fighting mm. or violence. It's kind of just about walking around, being curious, trying to help people, and cleaning up. And nice. it's it's really sweet, and it has a good soundtrack, and it's great. So I, I just really wanted to make sure I mentioned those. I've played a lot of games over the last several weeks since mm -hmm. we talked, um, but those are two that I wanted to highlight. That and I'm playing Deep Rock Galactic right now, and it's amazing. Play that game. If you're at all interested in um, co-op shooters that you play with your friends, think stuff like Left 4 Dead or Payday 2, mm -hmm. um, GTFO. There, there's a million of these, but it, it's a, you know a four-player um, asymmetric um, co-op shooter, and it's awesome. Play nice. that. We have done a lot. We have. Um, let me see. I'm just gonna hammer through some really things really really fast. Um, finished Miles Morales nice. on the PS5. Absolutely fantastic. Loved it. Uh, played through Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy, highly recommend. You can find it for very cheap. Um, it is one of the best games I've played in a while, to yeah. be perfectly honest. It is a game that I enjoyed the quiet moments more than I did the action moments. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The moments where you get to be on the ship and just be with your crew and talk to them and make decisions was so much more fascinating to me than, hey, let's go like kill Fin Fang Foom or something. You know, it was all very just... I don't know. It, it had that James Gunn heart without it being a James Gunn production. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, I started the indie game inscription. Uh, we've talked a, a, about inscription in the past. Mm -hmm. It is a CCG you can pick up made by an indie studio. Devolver digital picked it up. Um, it is a very dark game. It is a, a, a horror game in a sense, even though you're playing a card game. Um, it's a very fascinating game. Mm -hmm. And, and I don't think I can give words present words that would do it justice for how good inscription is. Um, the best review I can give it having not finished it yet is I bought it, installed it. And then somewhere in there, five hours went by. Yeah. Like without even thinking about yeah, it. Right? Like, like sun was out, birds were singing. And then I went to take a break and it was dark out. Yeah. Um, let's see. How do I recommend inscription? If you like CCGs at all, honestly, even if you don't, you'd probably be into this if you're into horror games. But if you like CCGs at all, this one has a story. And by a story, I don't mean lore. I mean, it has a beginning, a story and an ending and all of that ties together. And then you're done with the game. And the only thing you can do is start it over from the very first moment that you began the game. So the game has an ending. It's not like I can't play Magic in another CCG at the same time. It's just one singular game that you play through from beginning to end, and it's wonderful that way. Mm -hmm. So it, do play it. And I'm going to go ahead and wrap up the prelude because we are running a little bit long. But I do want to mention one thing that you and I did get to go do together that mm -hmm. I think that people should take an opportunity to go see if they can. Mm -hmm. uh, you and I went and, go, went and saw Macbeth. Yeah, we did. The Tragedy of Macbeth. Denzel Washington. Dude, Denzel Washington. Francis McDormand. All, the entire cast. The entire cast was just that giving us everything. Francis I, McDormand was out there doing the absolute most. Like, absolutely killing some Shakespeare. It like was amazing. I am a person, as most of us who went through the American high school system, mm -hmm. really fucking tired of Shakespeare. Oh, of course. Yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, pick a new book, like right. every theater teacher ever. Like, right. come on. There's a whole world out there of history. But the the tragedy of Macbeth is one of the most gorgeously shot 
beautifully just acted. Mm-hmm. Oh, it, I hope it wins awards. That's yeah, it say. really should for, for a bunch of things. But, yeah. oh, man, that was good. It was yeah. so good. All right, that is everything that we have for the play this week. We're going to take a small break, and when we come back, we'll be going into our main news segment in the Weekly Raid. The Weekly Raid. Hey, everyone, this is the Weekly Raid, our news highlights for the week. Kicking things off. Greg Russo, who worked on the newest Mortal Kombat movie, will be writing and directing a live-action series adaptation of the video game System Shock. Now, this project will air on Binge.com, ensuring that no one will ever see it. Right. It, uh, wait, so he's, you can't, he's doing live-action System Shock. One of the most popular video games of all time. On Binge.com. Yeah. With, um, with what budget? Is my I don't question. Li- that's live action cyberpunk. It, it is yeah, what you're talking about. That is like Blade Runner level shit. Also, System Shock is a game that's basically about a dude in a spaceship talking to a computer. Yeah. And, and occasionally you shoot an alien. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, yeah. Like it, there's, it, it, it's, it's, uh, game is deep. Yeah. But like, that's a hard translate. Man. Yeah. It's a, the thing about System Shock and honestly, most um, 0451 type games is that the medium is the message. You, 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 you experience the game by playing the game, not by watching the game. Right. It's one of those things that comes up in conversation to everybody. Every time somebody says, they're talking about doing a Bioshock movie. And I'm like, but don't do that. But what that. do you... No, look, I understand that it has really cool imagery and you want to throw that up there on screen for people. And, but... But here's the thing. I don't know, man. But here's the thing of the whole thing. The thing is about the, it. The thing about it is that Bioshock at least has the advantage of having a cast of characters. System Shock really doesn't have that. No, it has no. System Shock is a dude in a spaceship talking to a computer, occasionally shoot aliens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I don't like, like it's, it'd be a lonely, lonely movie. Right. It's, 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 it's Moon, this, this but like not, not as good as Moon. It's yeah. supposed to be a series. Yeah, I don't, I don't understand. <laughs> it's very, very weird. Uh, also, we didn't mention it in the news, but uh, the Mortal Kombat movie is getting a sequel. That is the thing that's happening. Um, the one that went straight to HBO Max, right? The Scorpion yeah. one? Uh, whichever one we just saw that was really good. Yeah, yeah, that was great. That yeah, was yeah, yeah, more of those, please. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see here. One of our favorite movies of all time, Psycho Gorman, is getting the full Halloween mask treatment this year thanks to Trick or Treat Studios. And I, for one, cannot wait to get my hands on one. So Psycho Gorman, oh. if you haven't been listening to our show, I know we, do, we don't talk about Halloween items on this show. Okay. This, it is, it is this, a mask. Okay, this th- news was so good. I had to put it in here. Okay. And it's a good mask. Oh, this is not it a cheap It has to be. Mask. It's Psycho Gorman. It is a Psycho Gorman or PG uh, I know that we've mentioned in the past, but if you've never seen it, is this wonderfully done movie that's on Shutter, and it is about an alien who arrives on Earth, and these kids can control them. And the idea behind Psycho Gorman is that it is a '80s kids horror movie, but done in modern times. Right, like think uh, I don't know Power Rangers or any of the like Saitama type stuff. There's some stu- old stuff like uh, The Gate, Monster Squad. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of these movies kind of fall into the kids horror realm, where it. It what it does in the movies very specifically the name Psycho Gorman or PG is very intentional because it's meant to be a quote PG movie and they ride that line through the whole thing like oh, it's yeah. like it's technically PG yeah there's like very little swearing and nary a boob to be seen but oh my god can you get away with some gore yeah <laughs> like 
And like so, psycho levels of gore, man. <laughs> you know it I mean? is a fascinating movie that please, 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 if you've never seen Psycho Gorman, please take some time out of your day and find it and watch it. It is alone worth the cost of getting a Shutter account. Oh, absolutely. Right so, Shutter is incredibly cheap, and I'll support them as long as they're out there. Yeah. Uh, Bong Joo Ho's next film is going to be called Mickey Seven. It's a science fiction thriller, and Robert Pattinson is in talks to star in it. So I'm going to give you the what they've given us of what this movie's about. Strap the fuck in. By the way, this is the director of Parasite. Yeah. So let's just let that hang there. And uh, Snowpiercer. Yeah, which I need to say. I need to see Snowpiercer. Mickey Seven is an expendable, a disposable employee on a human expedition sent to colonize the ice world Niflheim. Whenever there's a mission that's too dangerous, even suicidal, the crew turns to Mickey. After one iteration dies, a new body is regenerated with most of his memories intact. After six deaths, Mickey Seven understands the terms of his deal and why it was the only colonial position uh, unfilled when he took it. On a fairly routine scouting mission, Mickey Seven goes missing and is presumed dead. By the time he returns to the colony base, surprisingly helped uh, back by native life, Mickey Seven's fate has been sealed. There is a new clone, Mickey Eight, reporting for expendable duties. The idea of a duplicate, uh, the idea of duplicate expendable expendables is universally loathed, and if caught, they will likely be thrown into the recycler for protein. Mickey Seven must keep his double a secret from the rest of the colony. Meanwhile, life on Niflheim is getting worse. The atmosphere is unsuitable for humans. Food is in short supply, and terraforming is going poorly. The native species are growing curious about their new neighbors, and that curiosity has Commander Marshall very afraid. Ultimately, the survival of both life forms will come down to Mickey Seven. That is, if he can keep from dying for good. Yeah, sign me up. I mean, the dude makes banger movies, and we've seen what he can do with a budget. So, like, if they give him, like, a sci-fi budget, mm-hmm. holy shit. I'm pretty shit. sure he has, like, a carte blanche to do whatever the fuck he wants. I hope so, because, okay, so... It's still you haven't seen Snowpiercer. I have not. It breaks my heart. We got to put that higher up on the list. (laughs) But that movie had not much budget and it looked incredible. And all of the little world building details were all there. So I can only imagine what he would do at this stage in his career with the kind of budget he had. And the thing is, is that even what I know about Snowpiercer, Bong Joon-ho always does political commentary in oh, all of his movies. Always, Even in Snowpiercer, there's always. apparently a ton of political commentary in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's like, it, yeah, if we watch it, I wouldn't even have to explain it to you. Yeah. Like, like you wouldn't have to point out, oh, you see? Like, it's just there. The the layers upon layers as we discussed the what this movie is going to be, I'm like, oh, man, the political commentary of this is going to be off the chain. At this mm-hmm. point. It's going to be absolutely insane to see. Yeah, no, cannot wait. Seems awesome. I mean, this is going to be his, you know... Um, Inuritu, when he got all the money, started making things like Birdman and uh, The Revenant. And, you know, it's just, yeah. Yeah, I, I can't wait to see what someone like Bong Joon-ho does with, like, a sci-fi, like, uh, budget for, like, a large-scale movie. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Death Stranding's director's cut is coming to PC finally on March 30th. If you own a copy of the base game, you can upgrade uh, for just $10. Which, by the way, I think if you go on Steam like right now or by the time you hear this episode, mm-hmm. um, it's like 18 bucks on Steam for Death Stranding. Yep. I, I don't know how much more we could tell you to please 
buy and play Death Stranding. Yeah, if you have a PS4 copy and now you find yourself with a PlayStation 5, you can upgrade your old PS4 version as well for 10 bucks. 10 bucks, yeah. Yeah. Um, We just did an entire episode for Patreon about PT. Death Stranding obviously came up during it. Oh, yeah. Um, Talking about games or movies that have political messages, Death Stranding. Yeah, just... <laughs> the standing is a, like like the whole game is a political message. It's like, hey, y'all, we fucked up. Here's how hard it's going to be to try and have some normalcy. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of really weird theories about Death Stranding. Uh, Kojima is one of those uh, people who uh, he's often quoted as like the Tarantino of video games. Mm-hmm. And, um, it was very fascinating when Death Stranding came out because it actually came out just pre quote pandemic. Yep. And Kojima has a history of like writing stories that are so fucking relevant to things that are about to happen. It's kind of like the Simpson tells the future meme. Oh no, absolutely. Yeah. The, when the Simpsons have, you know, D- Donald Trump elected president in like the nineties, you're like, ah, oh, fuck. But no, this was very much a, with Metal Gear Solid two, Kojima has a plot point. That's basically just disinformation campaigns and like yep. memes. Yep. And I mean, Metal Gear Solid 2 came out in what? Uh, early 2000s? Yeah, early er, early 2000s. Yeah, like, and the, yeah. yeah, the primary message of Metal Gear Solid was like, misinformation is going to hurt our future. Mm-hmm. And here we are. Yeah, when all the information is digital, we can change it to be whatever we want, as long as we control the medium with which the information gets out. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so you'll notice that our news segment is a little bit short this week. Um, believe it or not, most of the news was dominated by what our main topic is going to be. Yep. Um, but in non blizzard, but blizzard related news, uh, blizzard announced a new IP this week. This is their first new intellectual property since overwatch. Nothing is known about the title at this time, but it was confirmed via blizzard that it will be a game in the survival genre. Yeah, as soon as you as soon as I saw that article, my first thought was what's the fastest type of game to develop these days? Mm-hmm. Like what can I just like jump into an engine, throw in a bunch of mist a- mixed assets and just make them work while the art team does their thing. Right. Um yeah, look, I don't I don't have any any trust in blizzard right now and mm-hmm. honestly when i saw that page it is just the bare bones of a concept and the rest of it reads like a job ad you're right yeah it's kind of like, that's what it is it's, it's like we ad. need these kinds of developers and these kinds of developers and these kinds of artists and these kinds of artists to prop up this vision and it's just mm-hmm. it's so fucking sad that that, that that that's where we are yeah and the reason is until until the deal goes through, no one's going to want to go work for Activision Blizzard yeah. at all. The survival genre is an interesting one because it's one of those ones that it's it's pretty niche. There have been some hits. Obviously, Minecraft is technically a survival genre, like if you play it the right way. Sure. Um, you have Valhalla that came out a while back. That was super popular for like five minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. This is one of those projects that I look at and go... Can you do a survival game long term? Like DayZ was a mod and that was a, a popular for a while. But I don't hear people talk. Maybe I just don't run in the right circles. Yeah, but it, I just don't hear people talk about the survival genre the way that they do other genres. Yeah, I remember when they were hot, um, when there was, you know, new ones coming out uh, every fucking, you know, couple weeks. 
that were basically all the same thing. I know a lot of people got really into Ark and Conan Exiles mm. and uh, stuff like that. I, I, those but even games, Conan Exiles at its core was still an RPG, though, wasn't it? Uh, yes, kind of. Okay. It was still like base building, and like if you uh, built a okay. base, someone else could raid it while you were offline. Okay, so yes, like that. it is. Yeah, so right, yeah. Right. So I don't know, man. I, I I could never be arsed with those games, man. I don't. They're not my cup of tea. Yeah. I don't understand why people enjoy those. That is true. To be honest. All right. In April, Captain America's number zero will be the beginning of Steve Rogers and Sam Wilson both getting their own solo series. Ooh. Sam Wilson's story called Captain America, Symbol of Truth, is going to dive into a world where not everybody is ready to have a black man be the embodiment of the United States ideals. And I hope I don't butcher this. The author, Toshi Onyebushi, when asked about the story, said, quote, when so much of American foreign policy has historically uh, has been founded on operating in the shadows, manipulating federal uh, employees or members of another government into enacting regime change for the benefit of various corporate interests, what is it going to look like when Sam runs up against people who wish to manipulate him for their own ends in terms of furthering America's interests abroad? What does it mean to be the symbol of truth in that context? That's fucking cool. This is going to be a deep series. Yeah. I want to know, and I, I hate to say this, and I don't want to be a dick about it. I, I want to know how this got approved. I know, right? Like, like that's a hard conversation to have. It is. Especially right now. It's like, we're going to have, I want to do a Captain America, Sam Wilson, Captain America book. Cool. What are you going to do with it? We're going to talk a lot about racism and we're Mm going to talk about America's shady ass past of shit that they do. Yep. There, there's so much. There's like, are you, when you start looking for it and people start telling you stories that over and over again, make you go no fucking way. And at the same time, of course we did that. Right, it just, right. yeah. It, it's it, one of those it things where really... you kind of look at conspiracy theories and theorists at one point and you go, well, I mean, we do have a history of doing that shit. Yeah. Right. Um, my question here is, do you think this book could have existed had it not been for the last Captain America show that we got? Man, I don't know. Now that I think about it, maybe, but... Honestly, like, it definitely helped. Yeah. Like, yeah, that that show will have a lasting legacy for sure when it comes to this type of thing. And at the very least, it was a signal that we want these types of stories. Oh, absolutely. So that's everything that we have for the news this week. Wait, I have one thing just because it's funny and it's video game adjacent. What do you got? Adjacent. Okay. So this week... In video game news, during an Italian Senate meeting, oh God, um, moments before Nobel Prize winning physicist uh, Giorgio Parisi uh, was going to be introduced, a, apparently a uh, Zoom call invader jumped in, uh, stole the stream, and started streaming hentai um, starring Tifa Lockhart. Final Fantasy VII hentai. From Final Fantasy VII right into the Zoom meeting. Um <laughs> I, I don't I don't it, it's just fun and it's it's a little bit of video game news. We need something lighthearted today. It, 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 some people for a little while were thinking that it might have been uh, Giorgio himself, like mm. not knowing how to control his screen. The dude's ancient, right? 
Um, but I mean, if he does, like, Tifa's pretty hot. Dude has good taste. Go, dude. <laughs> good job on you and your Final Fantasy porn. Yeah, you do you, man, honestly. All right, that's everything that we have for the news this week. We're going to take a small break. When we come back, it's time for a very lengthy main topic in the boss room. Boss room. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the show. This is the boss room, our main topic for the show. Sometimes related to the news, sometimes not. This week's main topic was one of the most requested ever topics in the history of us making this show. Mm -hmm. Now, we were supposed to cover it last week, but the temperature dropped in Austin. We wanted to keep everybody safe. So this week, we are diving into the purchase of Activision Blizzard by Microsoft for $70 billion. What the fuck, man? That's like not even money anymore. It's not. Like, it doesn't make any sense. Like... it was, and this was a, not quite a decade ago, maybe like seven, eight years ago. Someone put together um, a study saying that in order to end world hunger, it's not really a food production problem, it's an infrastructure problem. Mm-hmm. Um, but we need infrastructure to the entire world in order to do that. That means all up and down Africa, that means all up and down Siberia. There are a lot of places that just don't have adequate roads and highways and just um, rail systems to be able to get food to where it needs to go for the people who are there. Right. The investment in infrastructure, the one-time investment of infrastructure that would pave the way to completely eliminating world hunger would cost about $50 billion. Wow. Yeah. Uh, but, um, but Microsoft has Blizzard now. So thumbs up, I guess. <laughs> That's Cool. I didn't mean to start with that much of a downer, but here we go. (laughs) I mean, we're talking about Blizzard. It's going to go there. Yeah. So what I'm going to do is I'm just going to get the facts out of the way before we talk about the repercussions. Mm -hmm. Right. I'm just going to blast you with the facts right in the face, big load in your face, Mm -hmm. and then we will go from there. All right. Let me get a tell. (laughs) Microsoft has purchased Activision Blizzard for nearly $70 billion. To put that into perspective, in 2020, they bought Bethesda and all of their subsidiaries for $7.5 billion. Mm -hmm. To put that in perspective, Disney bought Marvel for $4 billion. Yeah. During this time, QA testers at, at Raven Software, which is a subsidiary of Activision Blizzard, have formed a union. Activision Blizzard has not responded to the workers' request for recognition of a union, but the Call of Duty developers have ended their strike. Blizzard boss Mike uh, Yabara pledged that the studio, the company, would look to rebuild the trust of its fans by making positive changes to studio culture. They are going to have a culture leader, this is to quote him, a Mm. culture leader who will help us maintain the best aspects of what we have today and change and evolve where needed to ensure that everybody brings their best self to Blizzard. A new organizational leader for human resources who will build trust, empower our teams, and help foster a safe, positive work environment for everyone. A diversity, equity, and inclusion leader solely focused on our progress across multiple efforts in this area. According to GameSpot, Blizzard's compliance and investigation teams have also tripled in size and have created an upwards feedback program that will allow employees to evaluate their managers. The studio executive and management teams will be measured, quote, directly against culture improvement, which means that their compensation will depend on the success in creating a safe, inclusive, and creating working environment at Blizzard, according to the head of Blizzard. Hmm. 
Ybarra also said there will be news coming out soon about Warcraft, Overwatch, and Diablo. According to an email by Bobby Kotick, he will remain CEO of Activision Blizzard until Microsoft's acquisition of the pub, uh, acquisition of the publisher closes, which is expected to complete in sometime in 2023. Boo. This is after more than 1,000 employees signed a letter calling for him to resign in 2021. And that's all the headlines from just the last two weeks. Yeah. So, I mean, where do you start? Where do you want to start? Where do you start? Do you start with... Um, so I remember the first knee-jerk reaction the internet had. Um, a bunch of people uh, who weren't quite informed and uh, started talking about monopolies. And I'm afraid that's just not at all what this is. Um, Microsoft is certainly consolidating a lot of studios under one banner. But video games are a wide, wide berth of things. And there are still very, very big publishers that are certainly not at all for sale. Not simply because they don't want to be bought, but because they can't be and they just kind of right around doing their own thing. I mean, look at Nintendo. Yep. It's one of the most popular game developers in the world. They don't do anything their their, their fans ask for. Mm -hmm. In fact, they just kind of do their own thing and their fans go, well, that's pretty good. Let me have that. Mm -hmm. It's true. Um, so yeah, it's definitely not that. Um, I don't know. Uh, I, I really want to talk about, because it's at the front of my mind right now, what Microsoft really bought. Yeah, let's do it. Dive in. Uh, because, like you said, was it last year or the year before when they bought Bethesda? 2020. 2020. So in 2020, year before last, they paid Seven $7 billion. $7.5 billion. $7.5 billion. Let's round up. Let's call it eight. Yeah. Let's say $8 billion mm -hmm. for the studio that under its umbrella has the Fallout series, mm -hmm. um, good and bad, mm -hmm. has... Um, Elder the Scrolls. Yeah, huh? Elder Scrolls. Elder Scrolls. Um, let's not forget Doom. Mm -hmm. Let's not forget Wolfenstein. Mm -hmm. Let's not forget that all of these studios Pray. are currently... Huh? Prey. Prey. Yep. Oh, yeah. Arcane. Of course, mm -hmm. Arcane. Arcane. Yeah. Look at all of these studios currently building world-class games, firing on all cylinders, mm -hmm. ready to release content within a year of the and By the way, a lot of those studios, just for the record, have a great history of taking care of their employees. Yes, they do. Absolutely. I've, I've do. spoken with people, I believe, at Arcane, mm -hmm. and they absolutely say that like they're taken care of. Yeah. I mean, which is great, right? So you have all of these you have all of these amazing IPs with studios currently developing them and who have been for the last several years and who are, you know, out there and have a bunch of games in the pipe and have a bunch of work that they can do right now. Now, let's look at let's Activision Blizzard. Activision basically became the Call of Duty studio. I think they have, you know, a half a dozen other games that they currently develop, I think that three of those being sports titles sure. or something like that. Um, let's not forget that the last Call of Duty game was by far the most disappointing in terms of sales right. and that they've been steadily declining for a little while now. Mm -hmm. 
Now let's talk them, about them in Battlefield. They've been fighting the hard fight. Oh yeah, yeah, and, and not and Battlefield was an absolute failure last year, but so was Call of Duty. Yep. No one was into it. No, no yeah, one Vanguard, cared. No, nobody cared about Vanguard. Yeah, they released least, that out to die. At least people who who didn't like the new Battlefield at least went back to the old version and started playing that. Yeah, yeah, and instead of going to Call of Duty, they all went to go play Battlefield Five and yeah. Battlefield One, which yeah. I don't blame them. Those games are good. Um, so then you have Blizzard with, I mean, Warcraft, it's, it's not doing great. Um, current estimates have Warcraft uh, down to like a million subs, mm-hmm. which, I mean, yeah, that, that game was absolutely and utterly and spectacularly dethroned over the last couple of years by mm-hmm. Final Fantasy. And when it did, it, it, it just outclassed them in every way. So Warcraft, I mean, what, what other Warcraft games have been released in the last couple of years? Uh, Warcraft 3 Reforged, which was came out so bad, so, so bad that they decided to not even fix it and abandon the project. Blizzard yeah. isn't even working on it anymore. That is true. Diablo 4 will likely, likely not be out next year. No, Maybe no, no, 2024. No, 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 no. That is not happening. Anymore. Yeah. Overwatch 2, we don't know what's going on with it. We don't know what the current... Not only is there big, you know, ongoing multiplayer shooter that, you know, still has a wonderful name on it because I still love the game. I still play it all the time. James and I were playing it last night. James is sitting in an Overwatch chair. We love this shit. But this game has just languished in a lack of update content for three years now because we've been waiting for Overwatch 2. And... Overwatch 2 is nowhere on the horizon, and no one even knows what to do with it. But they're banking on carrying on this undeveloped game's shoulders the weight of an eSport. Mm-hmm. So I, 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 so I, we have to briefly kind of mention this, because it's important for us to talk about. Uh-huh. We obviously big fans of the Overwatch League. Uh-huh. Um, I, do oh, yes, as much as, so. I do a lot of stuff for the Houston Outlaws. Yep. It's a whole thing, a whole section of my life. I get excited for this time of year because we're right out of the corner from Overwatch League. Yeah. Last year, Overwatch League at the at the end credits said, by the way, y'all, Overwatch League next season is going to be played on Overwatch 2. Right. And suddenly everybody had a lot of questions going. So that, many that, questions. That, that game's not even close to being coming out. When yes. are you, why are you making an eSport out of it when it's not out yet? Yeah, why are we bringing back only Watch? This is what, this is what fucking happened when Overwatch 1 was coming out. The, uh, like, only streamers could play it because they let streamers play play it yeah. before the game came out and like no one could play and it sucks don't do that again yeah um so what what i meant to say while i just absolutely bash activision and blizzard is that i don't look at, at every economist in the world and i think skillup said the same thing every economist in the world says this is a good deal microsoft got a good deal right for 70 billion dollars for this thing but i don't think so they didn't buy the studios that they bought aren't delivering anything like good content or anything like what fans want right now. Blizzard has nothing coming out literally any time at all. So soon. I think you're like so. Like, so what, what did they buy? If I may offer a counter opinion to mm-hmm. this, the acquisition of Activision Blizzard, when people initially looked at it, said, "Why would you pay sixty nine billion dollars?" For Diablo, Call of Duty, um, you know, Overwatch, Warcraft. Mm-hmm. What they don't realize is that Activision alone as a studio has owned and does own a multitude mm-hmm. of classic, beloved 
IPs. Mm-hmm. That at yes, any do. given minute, you could take one of those, pluck it out, and say, "Hey, let's uh, let's let's stir up some nostalgia and make this old Activision game a thing again." They are buying their investment into Activision Blizzard isn't these five games that are super popular. It's these two hundred games that we have the ownership of mm-hmm. that we can do something with. So it's an IP library. Right. And which is nice, but someone has to make those games. And you know who I feel like isn't up to the task? Activision Blizzard. Anyone at Activision and anyone at Blizzard, which is now Microsoft so, Activision. So, so now Microsoft we, Blizzard. But we have to talk about the elephant in the room. And mm-hmm. the elephant in the room is unfortunately a sexual predator named Bobby Kotick. Yes, it is. And then at Activision Blizzard, there is a there was at one point a long history of sexual misconduct, mm-hmm. um, you know, rape allegations. Uh, we there had an employee kill herself yeah. um, at a company function mm-hmm. because of the things that had happened to her. This is a studio that has a dark, dark history. Yep, and let's not forget the SEC. The SEC filing for this deal made no mention of any kind of protest. Made no mention of any kind of employee walkouts mm-hmm. or um, anything like that, or unrest within Activision or Blizzard. Yep. And we look at this, like there's these slivers of light that we see in the middle of all this darkness where we say, oh, we hear, oh, Raven Studios formed the very first video game union. Right. Right. In the middle of all of this, they've formed the, in the face of fucking adversity, Mm -hmm. they have formed the first video game union. And obviously Activision Blizzard's not going to acknowledge it. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. And that's uh, the, the corporate thing to do is... Uh, to pretend it doesn't exist until all your workers get together and do something. And that's the whole point. The union, in order to force the company to recognize the union, the union has to act. And so just from an article I read this morning, one of the first things they've done is taken every member of that union and started splitting them up and sending them to work at different parts of the company Mm -hmm. so that they will talk to each other less, I guess. Right. But wouldn't that just encourage them to encourage other people to join the union? God, I hope that so. feels like a bad idea on their yeah, part. Yeah, yeah, it does. That'll look uh, a, a, like a multi-billion-dollar company being short-sighted in the face of <laughs> oh no, what if we have to pay people more? So, for those of you who've been following our show for a while, obviously uh, the, the title of this episode is very poignant because we have a section that we call "Blizzard, Are You Okay?" Mm-hmm. that we do every week where we talk about Blizzard and what the fuck they're up to, and. Blizzard, one of the questions that came out um, months ago, like before we were kind of on our hiatus, Mm -hmm. was um, with all these allegations going on, why isn't Bobby Kotick stepping down? Yep. Now we We know why why Bobby Kotick isn't stepping down. Yep. Because he was about to make a whole bunch of money because somehow he convinced Microsoft that they were worth $70 billion. So never forget that in the middle of this, these sexual allegations, the um, we, the, these, the multitude of things that have happened at Activision Blizzard, which are almost so disgusting we don't want to even want to mention them on this show mm-hmm. because holy fucking shit, this is horrific stuff. Um Bobby Kotick was just there. He was aware of all of these things happening. Yep. This bro culture that permeated through, you know, Activision Blizzard. He was fine with it. He was just like, boys yeah. will be boys. He literally threatened just- to kill his personal assist- assistant at one point. Right. Like, it, she took him to court for it. And he, he yeah, he, he apologized. In and this quotes. is the, the one time in the show that I'm glad that we can finally say this because of our rebrand. 
we can be a political podcast. Yeah, we can. We can absolutely do that now. And the fact of the matter is, when the thousand you know plus people signed the petition within Activision Blizzard, we're performing walkouts saying that all we want is for Bobby Kotick to get fired. And he sat there quietly and didn't say anything. And everybody said, but why? Why is the board keeping him on here? Yep. Why is this all happening? The shareholders, the actual people who own stock in Activision Blizzard, mm-hmm. were saying, what the actual fuck? Why is he still here? Yep. And now we are seeing why he is still there. Because a deal like this, a $70 billion deal with Microsoft, does not happen overnight. Nope. This has been in the... They actually said, when Microsoft bought Bethesda, they said, by the way, this has been in the works for three years. Yep. If that's the case, and this has been happening, there's a reason why Bobby Kotick hasn't been responding to people's fucking allegations, Mm -hmm. why he hasn't spoken to the company's culture. He's been doing the bare minimum to make sure that his ass is fine until he gets cut that paycheck, and then in 2023 gets the fucking walkout. Yep. Just a rich, richer, richer. richer. He's a billionaire. Like, he doesn't need any money. He'll never need any more money. So here's the thing. Put this in perspective. I didn't even think about this until now. Oh, my God. I'm getting worked up. Here we go. Um, (laughs) If you remember, I want to say it was like a month. It was two months ago when Bobby Kotick briefly mentioned about the changes that they were going to be making to um, improve culture. He said, quote, uh, not quote. I don't have it in front of me. But... He was going to bring his salary down to the minimum amount allowed for his position by the state of California. So $60,000 a year. Mm -hmm. He would take no bonuses until all of the culture elements at Blizzard were fixed. Yeah. What the fuck does that statement matter when you know that Microsoft's about to buy you the fuck out? Oh, That was literally a front. Oh, yeah. Of course it was. And it doesn't even matter. He doesn't need any more money. There's no... There's no part of capitalism he can't grasp with his billionaire hands. He has one capitalism. Yeah. So, so why why do we even pay billionaires anymore? Like, what for? They're gonna work anyway. <laughs> we don't need them. You think there aren't a million people qualified to do Bobby Kotick's job that would happily take a couple hundred thousand a year for it, rather than him making hundreds of millions a year on top of like everything else that he gets? Right. Fuck that guy. I mean, there's lots of reasons to say fuck that guy, yeah. except for the actual reason of fucking that guy. Yeah, no, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't Please, do that. nobody Ask do his that. personal assistant before you do that. <laughs> right. Um, this is just fucking ridiculous. Like, all of these things, when the Activision Blizzard fucking, like, announcement happened, suddenly it all made sense. Yep. All of those questions that we had in the back of our head of, like, why didn't he resign? Why is the culture not changing? Why are they just being allowed to shred documents? Oh, like, yeah. We have in the news, like, evidence of them shredding documents to make sure that, like, when the California, like, fucking mm-hmm. government came down on them, that they could fucking avoid it. And basically, they were just like, give us five more minutes for that paycheck from Microsoft to clear y'all. They won't give a shit about the fact we're shredding these documents. Yep. Yep. Like, some desperate shit. I'm not a religious but, man, but Lord fucking help me. Oh, seriously. Yeah, no, it just, like, it, it gets so bad that you're just, like, all you can do is stand mouth agape and not even point, but just hands out, palms akimbo, like, fucking anyone. Right. Anyone. Like, are we, are we going we to... We are talking about Activision Blizzard, a company that it was put in the news that they so much underpaid their employees but there was so much value in being working under the Blizzard banner, right? That mm-hmm. does, that's a fucking resume maker right there. Yep. That they lived in their cars. 
they could not afford they could not afford to eat at the company cafeteria yep. because they were so broke. Mm-hmm. While they made video games, and unfortunately, video games helmed by very poor decision makers who would do things like release completely unfinished games or really shitty games like Warcraft 3 Reforged. And all these things make me consider one factor. And as we said earlier in this segment, I am intrinsically tied to the Overwatch community. Like that's just Mm -hmm. because of my side gig. I am tied to Helm, tied to Blizzard because I'm a stockholder. I I do own Blizzard stock. Um, And... One of the things that came to light when I said all these things were clicking into place, right? It was the, oh, that's why Bobby Kotick was fine with shredding documents. Oh, that's why everybody's fired Bobby Kotick because all yep. the, this deal must have been in the works for years. Is there was one man at Activision Blizzard. He was the best man. Yeah. And it's hard to say that these days. It is. But he was the best man. His name was Jeff Kaplan. Jeff Kaplan was the head of the Overwatch team. And if you listen to the testimonials of people who worked in the Overwatch team, some of the stuff that they said was those things that you hear about that have happened in other parts of the company didn't happen with us because Jeff protected us from those things. Yep. We had diversity. We had, you know, people of just all backgrounds on the Overwatch team, which is why the Overwatch video game cast is so diverse. Yeah, that's true. Um, all of these things like we're, we were taken care of, like the overwatch was the exception to the, in, the entire mess that happened. And then there was the day when Jeff Kaplan left, it was quiet. He posted a quick video mm-hmm. said, I'm leaving. I look forward to what's happening with overwatch in the future. And he stepped away. Now, Jeff Kaplan in the overwatch community is affectionately called Papa Jeff, Papa Jeff, because even before we knew about any of this, he was just, he was the face of Overwatch. Yeah, they were talking about the guy who had a YouTube channel that was just for Overwatch, the official Blizzard Overwatch YouTube channel, where he would just sit there in his Overwatch sweater and explain the patch notes to you yeah. for like 10 minutes or tell you about why they decided to make specific changes to the game. It was like and the most soothing thing ever. It was really soothing, so much to the point where one Christmas he released a video that was just hours and hours and hours of him in front of a fire, sipping on some whiskey, I think. Yeah, and there was like a little like teaser at the end of it. They did. Yeah, um, and that I was mean, a twenty-four yeah. hour like stream he did. Yeah, and and it was it, 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 he was a popular dude. He was wholesome. He he was he explained the way latency works in video game from client to server back to client to two other client with little solo cups with cute little Symmetra and like Farah like stickers on them and uh, like it was great he was such a wonderful face for the community the day that jeff kaplan left that was one of my first flags oh yeah because for jeff to leave the overwatch team something is going on yeah and that's when everything started we started hearing the reports. We mm-hmm. started hearing the things. Um, chat is calling Jeff Kaplan the Mr. Uh, the Mr. Rogers of Blizzard. He he was straight up. He oh, was yeah. the most wholesome person. Um, he never made a big deal about the diversity of the cast in Overwatch. Uh, so if you're unfamiliar with the cast of Overwatch, they they come from all backgrounds, everywhere all over the world. Um, there's uh, Symmetra who is actually autistic. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to remember. 
like everybody has something. They're just they're, yes. everybody from anywhere is represented somewhere in the world of Overwatch, and that was always the point of Overwatch. Mm-hmm. And like one day, like somebody questioned Jeff Kaplan in an interview, and they were like, "So like." we know that Symmetra is like autistic. Like why haven't like, you know, a, a, a thing been made of it in air quotes. And he was like, why should it be? She's just another human being. She yeah. should be treated as such. Yeah. That, that's like, not her. That's not her character. That's not trait. Her, character. her character trait is she makes this amazing technology with fucking teleporting shit yeah. and like laser turrets. And they just materialize out of her hand. The, the fact that she's autistic is not, why she's a hero, right? Or Soldier Seventy Six being gay, yeah, thing, yeah, or, or Tracer being gay, yep. Yeah. Or the fact that nearly all of them are amputees, yeah, there's like a lot of yeah. Things. There's a lot of disability going on in that show, and it's all represented very, very kindly. Yeah, and that's the way that Jeff always represented it. And for him to leave Blizzard and specifically to leave Overwatch, that was his baby, mm-hmm. and that was just this flag that said like okay, something is going on here. And for and here we are. Here we are in the year of our Lord 2022 with the demon Lord Bobby Kotick. Yeah. Right? Like, I, if you could almost make a video game out of this. You could make Jeff Kaplan like the hero and fucking Bobby Kotick the fucking monster on the top of the tower. I would play that game. I would play that game on Newgrounds.com. Right? You know? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, and just it's one of those things that we look over all of this news that came out and it blows my mind that, you know, we have such a happy piece of news. that The very first video game union has been formed at Raven Software. And immediately it's just like, yeah, but they're going to separate all those people into oh, various yeah. parts of Activision Blizzard and not let them hang out together now. Like, yeah. it's just. No, if you thought if you thought the industry was done fighting unions, you're sadly mistaken. I mean, we have strikes going on all over the country. We have unions forming all over the country and d- d- everyone's fighting tooth and nail. Anyone listening to me right now, if you get the chance to form a union, do it if you get the chance to join one do it happily yeah so i'm trying to think of anything else that we have to talk about here i mean the acquisition itself was way too much money 70 billion dollars right like the the union has happened we have what you know mike yabara said here's all the things that he's pledging and putting in place to make the future of blizzard safe and those are great and i believe him that he actually is trying to make those strides sure because he's not fucking you know right because he's not everyone's not expecting him to walk out the door when the deal is finalized next right. year and i mean right that's My, mike Ibar is president of activision blizzard and is president and is trying to stay president Whereas we all know that Bobby Kotick is here until 2023. He's oh, going to yeah. collect his fucking paycheck and he's going to walk out that fucking door and probably buy a lot of like cocaine and fucking hookers. Yeah, most likely. And that- also to all the sex workers of the world, we support you and please don't fuck Bobby Kotick. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you got to make your money, but, you know, make sure he fucking pays up front. Right, right. Yeah. Just fuck. Just goddamn. Goddamn. <laughs> so... We come full circle here with our Blizzard uh, Are You Okay segment by doing an entire boss room about this. Yeah, and the honest answer is I have no idea. Uh, you know what? The only We have a year before this even the, the deal even takes place. How many people do you think are going to start working for Activision Blizzard knowing this deal starts in 2023? Right. Knowing what they do to their employees, what their stance on union is, and how badly they pay everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, knowing that crunch is like obvious and a mainstay there. Knowing that work-life balance is not a thing. Knowing how many people have been abused who likely mm-hmm. still work there. So in the meantime, while this deal is going through, what kind of 
what kind of work are they going to be doing? What, what kind of progress are they going to be making on these projects that are already languishing terribly? Yeah. What, is ne- what is the Call of Duty that comes out in November even going to look like? I mean... Here's the, the final question I have for this whole thing. And this is a hard question to ask. Microsoft, what are you going to do to fix this? Yeah, straight up. This is counting on you. This is now your problem, and you put seventy billion of dollars into purchasing it. Mm-hmm. How many billions are you going to put into making it right? Yeah, and 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 to be fair, it, it's a little bit like they're doing the rounds, buying up all of the companies with shitty heads. Because I mean, we got Todd Howard, and I hope he fucking goes away forever. Ugh. Not that he's anything like Bobby. No, Kotick. he's nothing like it. He's not a, any. He just, okay, yeah, yeah. Todd yeah, Howard just runs his mouth. Yeah, uh, Todd Howard is just you know can't release a fucking working video game on time, and yeah. you know ruins everyone's childhood with the way he disrespects the way video games are made. Right. Uh, but all that aside, making a bad. video video game is fine at least you created something (laughs) and no you didn't threaten to kill anybody and no one is accused no one as far as i know no one had a rape yeah there was none of that so you know what Uh, todd howard i still wish you'd stop making stop giving any of your input in making video games but they got him (laughs) like, like like they got bethesda and now they got microsoft like Ubisoft, are you okay? No, like, they're not. Yeah, no. Because, are we gonna? Are because, we gonna get like? Are we gonna lose Eve's Gilmo? You know, and uh, for playing hide the fucking rapist among Ubisoft corporations, and gonna have Microsoft, which is a thing, by the Ubisoft? way. Just you know, we are not speaking out of our ass. Ubisoft no, that has a history of they they've been hiding like rapists and sexual predators in their company. yeah, and their CEO knew about it, and they did very much Catholic Church style play hide the not pedophile but fucking rapist and right. sexual harasser among different parts of their vast vast company yep. um and also i would expect ubisoft to be much like the activision blizzard purchase because they also have a bunch of games that are like uh, they have a lot of licenses a lot of licenses and a whole bunch of games coming out right now that are like fuck what do you yeah why stop it i mean Rainbow Six Siege Extraction is a joke. It is an actual AAA asset flip. It's yeah. insane. So yeah, um, I, I don't know. I, I'm hopeful that maybe one day Blizzard will be the Blizzard from my childhood. Mm-hmm. The one that I one is, is a 16 year old kid printed out on my shitty computer at school. What a Blizzard job description looked like. Mm-hmm. And said, one day I want to work here. Yeah. That, that there's this image in my head of Blizzard that was this, this was the goal I wanted to achieve. I wanted to work for this company. And it obviously with everything, with uh, the Bobby Kotick of it all, I would mm-hmm. never want to touch this company with a 10 foot pole. I want to be that starstruck kid again that maybe, just maybe, gets to see a new Starcraft trailer on the on the screen yeah. during a video game awards and go not only do I want to play this but I know for a fact this wasn't made on the blood sweat and tears and abuse of the people who made it yeah straight up that is everything that we have for the show this week um, if you have anything you want to tell us about in terms of your opinions about the Activision Blizzard uh, acquisition, it's it's a huge deal, right? There's a lot to unpack and maybe a lot of things that we missed. 
Um, don't forget that you can head over to patreon.com slash GNG cash uh, cast where you can become a patron of our show. Our PT episode will be up shortly. You can head over to facebook.com slash GNGG cast where you can chat with us as well. And you can always find us at GNGG cast on Twitter. I am on there all the time. And until next time for Hector, this is James. And for James, this is Hector. Everyone. Good night. And good game.